Hi guys, Lazarus here from the Back Peg podcast. Just a quick note before you listen to this week's episode, we're supporting the Heartbeat of Football Make It Red round. Uh, visit theheartbeatoffootball.com.au slash make it red and um, you can get your club involved there. There's uh, merchandise there that uh, you can get your teams kitted out in with red socks and there's a Heartbeat of Football balls there, t-shirts and caps. Um, all supporting the Heartbeat of Football um, the Victor Chang uh, Cardiac Institute and um, a really good initiative to get behind the Make It Red Round, which is being held on Friday the 28th of April through to Sunday the 30th of April. Great way to get your club involved and in, in the community involved in this charity. So please visit theheartbeatoffootball.com.au slash make it red. Thanks again for listening, guys. I'm Nathan Gould. And I'm Lazarus Gramos, and welcome to The Back Peg, episode 14. This is a very special episode of The Back Peg, it because is. we're not joined by just one guest. Yes, for the first time in Back Peg history, we've got two guests simultaneously, which uh, is a challenge for us uh, novices, but we're doing all right. We're doing okay. We're holding our own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and what a week. What a topic it is to have yeah. two guests on. Well, there's very few topics that are more important than uh, what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode. This topic pulls at the heart. We're joined with uh, by Angelo Talocca and uh, Andy Pascalides from Heartbeat of Football. And joining us this week on the back peg, and we've got a special episode, uh, Nathan. We've got two guys from the football family, well and truly from the football family. And uh, I'll introduce... Angelo Talaka first, who is uh, the head of partnerships at the Heartbeat of Football. Angelo, welcome. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Nathan. Glad to be here. And a surprise Absolute pleasure. And a surprise guest that I, that I wasn't expecting, but I'm just as pleased to welcome him is the chairman of the Heartbeat of Football, the one and only Andy Pascalides. Andy, welcome to the back peg. Welcome to everyone. I mean, the back peg, this is my debut. So look, my form's not the best. So I'm just hoping it's a little bit better than your form. Lads, what's going on, mate? <laughs> Should we see, we see we're going to keep that quiet, Andy. What quiet? Mate, there's no quiet. I'm we, we, we never saw the disclaimer, Laz, mate. There was, there was uh, no asterisks. Don't mention score. Oh, jeez. Oh. Talk to, talk to our legal here. team. Mate, yeah. I think we're going to have a chat to Forest Rangers. I tell you, God love them. Well, there is a common denominator here. Yes, there is. I've played at Forest Rangers. I've coached at Forest Rangers. My kids have played at Forest Rangers. Angelo's played at Forest Rangers, mm-hmm. and now I'm hearing mm-hmm. you're a ranger. I am indeed. I am indeed. But in yes. danger. Uh, I hope not. We'll see how we go the next game. Nathan's the odd guy <laughs> out, mate. You need to join the Rangers, mate. Yeah, it looks like I'm missing out on a good time. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, um, thanks for joining us on the back peg. And um, as you, Nathan, as you're aware as well, um, I've been a supporter of the Heartbeat of Football since uh, its inception and and the great work that Andy and Angela have done with that um, organisation. And uh, there's a very important uh, cause that we're here to talk about on this episode, and that is uh, the upcoming round of uh, football that um, that the guys have uh, put together, which is going around um, all of the football uh, here in New South Wales, the football scene here. And um, Angelo, Andy, what did you want to tell us, uh, you know, with our listeners here with regards to this uh, upcoming event that we've got planned? Well, 
Well, firstly, I'll throw to Angelo because this was Angelo's baby, his dream, his passion, and it's looking amazing. Uh, the messages have been coming from all sorts, from Adam Gilchrist, Ricky Ponning, to Hoppo, to Sam Mack at Sunrise, to Kira McAvoy, three-time Melbourne Cup winner, and, of course, so many great people in the football family. But I'll let, I'll let Ange take over. Thanks, Andy. Uh, and, Laz, yeah, the Heart Health Round, Make It Red, um, it was... It was an idea inspired by um, the McGrath Foundation sort of Pink Stumps Day. Um, I was coaching my son's cricket team at Kingsgrove Cricket Club and uh, we were probably one of the first clubs to jump on at grassroots and you know, bought pink stumps and played in pink balls. So I was inspired by that, inspired by another charity called Pankine who does play in purple with uh, pancreatic cancer. So all both very good causes. Um, and we felt we needed a bit of a tent pole uh, event um, that people could really latch onto because, as you know, you know, every every weekend we're out there doing heart health tests, but this is about to bring some shining a light on the heart disease issue and and, and cardiac arrest. And so we created the Heart Health Round and Make It Red. Um, we're fortunate to have uh, Bing Lee on as major sponsor, which was fantastic. Um, and we've got you know support and and uh, partnerships with Football New South Wales, Football Northern New South Wales. Even Football Victoria is on board, um, and and others such as the Heart Foundation, Victor Chang, um, and part of it is well, the key key part of it is raising awareness of heart disease, right, and, and the prevalence. It is still the number one killer in Australia, men and women. It's the number one killer globally. Um, so we need to shine a light on that and grow the awareness, especially in the uh, the fairer sex women, um, because the awareness is low and there's a lot of health inequity. The other key thing that we're doing is we're actually raising funds for research um, and we're raising funds for women-specific research, um, spontaneous coronary artery dissections, otherwise known as SCAD, and that's Victor Chang's the lead, leading research in that. Um, we're also raising money for NUCD, and UCD stands for Unexplained Cardiac Death. There are plenty of people that present healthy, and it doesn't matter what tests they do, they they look healthy, they seem healthy, they test healthy, but they collapse and die. And it's unexplained. And NGUCD do amazing work in trying to, A, raise the profile, uh, do research, um, do DNA analysis. Um, and, and also, importantly, and it's important for our charity as well, they offer the support. So that's um, professional and peer-to-peer -peer support for families who have gone through that tra tragedy. Um, and so what we, it's on the 28th to the 30th of April. So it's the last weekend in April. Um, and we sort of think of it as a bit of, it's like the Australian Open. We're a leading event to the National Heart Week, right? So uh, call us, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the Adelaide International or the, or the Sydney, uh, Sydney Open. Uh, that's, that's what, that's where a leading event but it's a very important event, and uh, as Andy said, we've got a lot of supporters, and you know Timmy Cahill and Heather Garriock and Caitlin Ford, um, they're all behind it, um, and you know we've gone outside the football family because yeah. it's important. You know, our mission is sport agnostic, mm. um, and um, and whilst we've started in sport, uh, sorry, started in football because of its participation mm. numbers. Mm. but also because of the inclusive, inclusiveness and diversity of football, mm. you know, allowing anyone of any age, any gender, 
any ability, as you know, Laz, 9-0. Nine, nine um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll brought it up again. You told me not to bring it up, sorry. You can edit that out, mate. No, no, no. We, we, we go behind the curtain here. Right, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. go. There's no um, fourth wall here. Yeah, and, and, and because it could of be worse. participation and diversity and, you know, age is a big one there, is you've got a lot more senior players playing. But, yeah, you know, the important message is heart disease and cardiac arrest, it's anyone, anytime, anywhere, mm. right? And, yeah. And you'll go through some stats later, hopefully. But, mm. you know, last year we had nine-year-olds and 15-year-olds and 18-year-olds and, people collapsing on the football field. And luckily those examples I just gave you were able to be saved mm. because there was someone there who knew CPR and they had a working defib, right? Mm. Um, and so this is a bit of a trend. And listen, you know, uh, I'll pass back to Andy. Um, but, you know, the key thing really is, you know, pre-COVID, 28% of the people that we tested were recommended to see a GP. Post-COVID, it's 48 Wow. Right? So every second person tested last wow. year had either high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or high uh, blood sugars. Well, let, let's um, add to and that. Then, yeah, Angela, and, sorry, mate. Yeah. I'm just going to say, add to that, our most recent testing day, um, yeah, honouring the memory weekend. of Lewis Camacho, who collapsed after training at Beeman Park at his new club, Cooks River Titans, where he spent eight great years at Glenwood Redbacks. Mm. Um, he did present. He spoke to his son. He goes, I'm a little bit knackered and a bit short of breath. He said, call me when I get home. He didn't make it. He was found at the wheel of his car with the engine running the radio on and his partner of life, Marissa, found him three hours after that um, and he was gone. So, you know, that testing day, the results came through yesterday at the same time as FIFA's Sudden Cardiac Registry team sent me a lovely email thanking me for the latest info where we've had 10 unreported cases, three deaths in the last uh, 18, 24 months. We, um, the results came back at 64% of those tested. Now, we have to give you a little bit of clarity on that too. It yep. wasn't solely footballers. And when we test, it's not just footballers, it's mm -hmm. coaches. It's volunteers. It's the lady in the canteen, the man cooking the barbecue. We're inclusive on testing days. But mm. it underlines that as a society, our biggest killer is extending its reach, 64%. That is so close to getting to two in three people. It's just mind-blowing. Yeah, that is, yeah. It is um, it's a it's, it's an issue for for all of us for, mm. for not just sports yeah. people but yeah. community at large. Mm. And yeah. the one thing that we pride ourselves in, and Angela loves this too. That the one thing that we do, we engage at grassroots football predominantly. We are yeah. extending our branch, and it's reaching other areas this year, as we've seen with the Bondi Rescue Lifeguards, World Pride, and 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 you know. Bayside Council activations, all sorts. And mm. we're looking at other sports, AFLs around the corner, rugby league's coming. Mm. But grassroots sports is where the base of the pyramid is. And that's mm. where there's high movement of people every weekend. Mm. Take the players away, think of everything around that. That yeah. game happened. There's so many people engaging. And that's the beauty of our charity. Look, essentially, we were there for senior footballers. Yes. But we've 
realise that we have to be there for everyone. And again, as Angela alluded to the saves, nine-year-old Jake Bacon, an archery the family didn't know was not connected to his heart. He collapses. 14-year-old Dave as a party. 21-year-old Jesse Amato. 16-year-old um, from Brisbane, Queensland. So this is not just about old blokes in their 40s and 50s that have got mm. beer bellies and drink copious amounts of beers after a game and smoke 84 bungers after a game. This can be anyone, mm. anytime, anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have done a fantastic job on highlighting the real dangers surrounding this issue and the charity Heartbeat of Football has really grown into something that I'm sure you guys are proud of for how far you've come. Oh, absolutely. We're still so much further to go, of course, but from day one to now, it's been such a journey. Talk to us about those first few months and how quickly or how did you have any real problems in terms of getting it off the ground, in terms of garnering support and anything of that nature? (laughs) Any challenges? It's it's like how, a, how long does this podcast go for? <laughs> we, we, we can do another call if we have to. Don't worry. Angelo, Angelo, isn't this a twelve-part series? You told me. <laughs> hey, Laz. Yeah. The, the only way I got onto him, I said it was it was bigger than Game of Thrones, mate. You're going to come back for season four. That's what we said to now, him. Look, uh, look, 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 look. The reality is. And it's sad in so much of the not-for-profit space mm. that a lot of people create charities, particularly in the memory of someone they've lost. Mm-hmm. And there's momentum. There's interest. Everyone says, yeah, let's support this fundraiser for Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, uh, whatever it is, cancer, whatever it is. And, and, and I applaud all those. But what tends to happen with so many of them, they start well and start to decline when the interest starts to drop. Ours is the reverse. We had that initial interest. Absolutely, we did. But I I found that it was incumbent on me to do something beyond what I do in the media that I lost a teammate. I lost next, you know, in the same game. I lost another former teammate at another game, uh, um, my mate's 15-year-old nephew. And I'm thinking, what are we doing as a game? Well, sadly, Mm. as a game, not much. Sadly, as a society, not much because with cardiac arrest and heart attack, it's like, They've gone, turn the page, move on. Well, what about the support for the families? What about the support for the families of players saved? How are they coping? What about the people that were there that witnessed it? Mm. So in this period of time, we had 15 deaths in 18 incidents between 2014 and 16. Mm. We launched in mid-2016. It took me six months away from regular work to Mm. help set up, and we have an had an amazing team. We've had amazing people support the mission. Um, the biggest head, head, head well, headbutts I was copying was, you know, and look, everyone's got an opinion. One or two people that were there originally said to me, Andy, this is not about getting defibrillators everywhere. It's education, awareness, and getting people to get regular checkups. Long after mm. I've left this world, there'll still be a high number of people that don't get regular checkups. There'll still be a high number of people that aren't equipped to react. At the very least, give them the tools that make the the ground as safe as possible. In the event of a cardiac arrest, now we're seeing the curve dropping. Mm. More saves, but still Mm. we want zero deaths. We want defibs at every ground. So, you know, I'm I'm not saying that to belittle anyone that's been no. in the charity before, but I found that very difficult and very 
not offensive to me, but not people not being empathetic to the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Now, since Angelo's come on, we have escalated. Mm. We have partnerships in place. We mm. have interest. We are going to international symposiums of mm. sudden cardiac arrests. We are being recognised as leaders in our field by FIFA. And you are. Uh, this is this <laughs> yeah. is not an overnight thing. It's mm. been a process mm. of wonderful individuals supporting the mission. Mm. Everyone has contributed. I have no ill feeling for those that were there and those that that have left us. That is, they've all contributed. Mm. They've all worked for the same mission, mm. saving lives. Mm. Effectively, we're here to save lives, mm. but prevent issues occurring on match day situations. Mm. And we know in other instances where some people have not used a defib because they were in fear of that person dying. If they did, well, you're never going to be in trouble if you try mm. to save someone. Never, no matter That's the right. circumstance, no matter yeah. the outcomes. So there's like the last couple of minutes I've, I've, I've given you a lot of info. But yeah. you know what? The reality is very simple. Be ready to react. Know what to do to react. Ensure that your club is a defib. Have the mm. confidence to, to react. And it's something that one of our great friends, Greg Page, pushes the chain of survival. It's paramount. Mm. And as I said tonight, uh, watching uh, Connell's Point 45s against Penzo's West 45s, a lot of famous faces, just over a year ago, Tony Danascos was saved, one of two saves in Sydney, because everything was ready to go. There was the chain of survival. The DFib was a little bit difficult to access because the room was locked, mm. but they got around that. So... There's a lot that we can learn, but there's still so much that we need to do. Can I just add, Nathan, Nathan, you're talking about a bit of the history and, and some of the challenges, and mm. I think surprisingly for me, because I've heard the story and uh, when we go pitch to uh, corporates mm. and other people, that uh, Andy's left out the most important thing is, uh, you know, he, along with the Heart Foundation, tr uh, trudged down to Canberra to the Federal <laughs> Health Minister <laughs> Uh, with a $50 million package, uh, you know, for heart health and cardiac arrest in particular, um, and was uh, summarily dismissed by the Federal Health Minister, who will go nameless for the moment, mm -hmm. uh, but who's still in Parliament, mm -hmm. uh, in opposition, mm -hmm. and um, was, was dismissed and to say it was a state-by-state -state issue, it wasn't a federal issue, which is, as we know, a load of bollocks. Mm -hmm. But um, the good thing that came out of it, though, is that, uh, Andy and the, and the Heart Foundation person, who, who I can't remember the name is, Andy might mm. remember the name, but um, uh, they had audience with some other ministers there. And one mm. of them was yeah. Maurice Payne, who, yep. unbeknownst to us, local Earl, oh, sorry, old Bardwell Park girl. Yeah. Um, mm. We didn't know that, right? And mm -hmm. uh, But her partner was Stuart there. Ayres. Yeah. Right? So Stuart Ayres was Minister of Sport, Tourism and Infrastructure. And... Mm. Um, and he was very interested in Andy's story and what he was pushing. Mm. Um, and so Andy was a key advocate for getting up and influencing Stuart Ayres, uh, Ayres, I should say, <laughs> because he <laughs> badgered him. Um, but uh, so that so the result of that was, you know, what we what we currently see is that six million dollar over six years uh, New South Wales local sport defibrillator grant, and we know. Yeah. That there are you know, thousands of clubs that have, have got those defibs now, and because, as Andy said, they've got them, they are in a much better position to save yeah. lives. So, 
you know, the term that we use, and we've done campaigns, and Football New South Wales has been fantastic pushing it out to uh, clubs as well, is being rescue ready, all right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. There's, that, there's that old adage, you know, you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail mm. sort of thing, right? And mm. um, it's about planning. It's about actually having a DFib. It's about having the confidence to use it. It's about having people that have got CPR skills. And they don't have to be official CPR skills. You know, it's just have the confidence to use mm. it. And that's the mm. other arm that we that we take out, not every weekend because uh, it doesn't suit, but when there's a big gala day um, or a, a big festival, um, you know, we work with some partners, but Response for Life is one of our partners and Julia and family are, are local um, from the Shire, um, but they'll come out and um, do CPR and do mm. uh, uh, defib confidence sessions. You know, that mm. people rock up and it's you know, a little half-hour session, 10 or 15 different pe- uh, people there. Um, and the good thing about that is that what we see is you know six-year-old and eight-year-olds getting involved because for the heart health checks it's eighteen-year-olds and over. Yeah, sure. You can't test anyone yeah. younger. Yeah, of course. But getting that CPR and AED uh, confidence sessions, kids want to know about it, and and we know just more broadly in society that there there have been instances where the children of a mother or a father or, or even uh, a, a grandchild have actually gone on and have. They've known the corporal shock, and so they've called triple zero. They've started trying to do CPR, um, and uh, obviously they probably wouldn't have had a defib at home. But um, but they, they've saved lives, so it's important yeah. that we get there. You know, we've made that, we've made some calls to just in New South Wales education system, saying why aren't defibs mandatory, or why isn't CPR training uh, mandatory? And, and you you get you know some interesting uh, responses. Mm. So uh, yeah, anyway. That's yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave it there, but uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the best Andy's model. had other challenges as well, yeah. you know. Mm. There's, 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 yeah. Look, there's there's yeah. always challenges, and as you know, each day presents yeah. a new challenge. Mm. But when you hit a, when you hit a home run in this space, it's a massive home run. Mm. It really, mm. it really is. We we know in some of these testings that we've done, we've had people that have been tapped on the shoulder and told present yourself to emergency, you're in danger of cardiac arrest. We've had people that have been tested that have come back to us weeks later and had triple bypass surgery. We had the Indigenous Football Carnival last year where Bernie McLeod, the facilitator of that lovely Indigenous man and football tragic, he had a heart attack that year. So it was special for him for us to be there, yet his wife wasn't well and didn't want to be tested. And we finally got it tested after two days. She was the last one. Wow. She was admitted to ICU presenting issues. We've been in Melbourne when we we had a breakthrough testing where that lady was told to admit herself and she didn't know she was a diabetic. And on Saturday, dare I say, at least 20 members of Lewis Camacho's family were tested. One of them had serious blood sugar readings well beyond what our graph has on the on the report that everyone gets. I think it was 18.2. And what the nurse has diagnosed is that he is probably a diabetic and doesn't know it. Incredible. So, you know, it's those things to me that we're not one for stats. You know, there's some people that roll out defibs. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. And tell us that that defib that that group bought saved that life. That's what we want. When you've got high-volume defibs out there, you're saving lives. We're about making sure our clubs have them and they're ready to react 
and that people know about heart disease. There's the education and awareness. By us just having our marquee at a suburban ground, it creates dialogue straight away. We tested at Lismore one-year commemoration events of our biggest natural disaster for two days. Adam Gilchrist organised a game of cricket with people like Kasperitz, Bickle, Ponting, Stuart Clark, McGill. We were on the hill of that cricket game. That, that ground was totally flooded in Lismore, testing next to the uh, Gilchrist Foundation. It opens up a new world to us in many ways, other sports, but the interest for me is seeing the reaction of people. Then all of a sudden they start sharing stories with us. I had an issue. I had stents in my heart, so on and so yeah. forth. Um, we had that with uh, Ari, Ari Christos in Melbourne, an ex-State League player, plays with his South Melbourne Oakley and Heidelberg mates on a Wednesday. We've got video evidence of this, which we've passed on to Victor Chang for them to study, where he's in the midst of a heart attack. Wow. He did not know he had three arteries totally blocked. He came up to be telling his story. <laughs> and I must admit, I've got interviews and I've got the videos. I haven't shared that story. Mm. Um, I've been reluctant to because it's too in your face. But yeah. Sometimes you have to be. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, guys, our mate here every Wednesday night with ex-professional players kick around in Oakley. This is what happened to him a year ago. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And listen, it is, it, look, a lot of these things that we hear and see are confronting and even our tagline of you know, no one should die playing the sport they love. You know, we've had... You know, pol- it can be polarised. People go, oh, it's a bit in your face or or whatever. And we just say it, it, it needs to cut through. It, but it's it true. It absolutely needs to cut yeah. through. And so when Andy's driving around in the uh, Hoffmobile that we've got, uh, kind of crash plane. By <laughs> crash plane. But, um, <laughs> and people bip him, right? He, he, on the back there it says, no one should die playing the sport they love. And people walk, they drive past, bip, 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 I've, bip, bip, I've, bip, had, bip. I've had a couple of... Um, paramedic ambulances pull up next to me, wind down the window and just ask the question. They could see it. I said, we're all about, you know, heart disease in football, mm. but sport mm. in general. And um, and you know what? I remember a paramedic telling me that they'd been to three jobs, sport-related cardiac arrest years ago, and each time they arrived, wow. the, the person was deceased, even though they tried CPR. And the, the big game changer in terms of defibs was Kerry Packer, which is famous that mm. he was playing polo. There was only, I think, two ambulances in New South Wales that had defibs at that time. One of them was at polo. And he just stormed in once he recovered from surgery. He stormed in. Uh, the then Premier was Nick Reiner, mm. ex uh, George FC, yeah. long term supporter, the family yeah. history there. Um, and he, he matched, he just said, typical, you know. Packer, basically, mate, let's go. I'm at you dollar for dollar. We need these in every amber. And that's what happened. Yeah. Affectionately known as Packer Whackers. That's it. That's right. That's what Zephyrs were known as Packer Whackers. That's right. That's right. They were. And, yeah. and you'll, you'll, you'll agree. I think there were some stats not long ago showing how the spike in yeah. defib sales in the last two or three years, maybe four, and if anything, Heartbeat of Football's also done. Mm. We've been the best marketeers for all these suppliers. They're cleaning uh-huh, up. Uh-huh, we don't. Uh-huh. We don't get us. We don't get a cent. <laughs> we have got no. some partnerships, but sure. Look, we've always said the more the merrier. Yeah. We need them. Like 
there's going to come a time, there will come a time, I don't know when, yep. where people will have them with them 24-7. Mm. There are small yep. versions yep. out there now, yep. and in five to ten years, I guarantee you, every second home will have a defib. Okay, hold it right there. I'm going to kick off a new call. I'll send you guys an invite and we'll come back to this because it's it's really good. All right, just bear with us. Look, there we go. You put the 20 cents in extra, mate. Hey, <laughs> hey listen. Hey, you put the extra 20 do, cents in, mate. Mate, we do, this for, hey, we do this for shits and giggles. Everyone seems to enjoy it because it, sounds, it seems like that it's we're in a virtual coffee shop having a chat, right? And yeah. this is and this is important, right? So yeah, yeah this is told, a really important. I told, I told you, Les, how long you got, mate? You know, we're, mate, we're yeah, hey, going to need listen. to put another twenty cents in. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> You're going back twenty years when a when a phone booth call used to cost twenty yeah. cents, right? <laughs> if only the paid version of Zoom was twenty cents. Well, hey, talk, talking it, about <laughs> phone booths, um, I don't know if you, uh, talking about phone booths. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, BT. British Telecom in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they work with, uh, I think it's the Heart Foundation over there, or it's the Cardiac Arrest Society over there, but they've converted a whole bunch of payphones into uh, uh, DFIBs, yeah. right? Yeah. AED yeah. stations. So mm. they're publicly accessible. Mm. Um, Which is brilliant. I know people have asked Telstra here if they could do something similar, mm. um, but I'm not sure where they've got to, but um, it would be great if we, but again, you know, it'd be interesting to see because. Mm. You know, I, th- I think the stat is, you know, in terms of out of hospital cardiac arrest, eighty percent of them happen in the home. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Look, I mean, which is why mm. Greg Page is on his mission, mm. and, and which is fair enough, and we support yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, as are others to try and get defibs as close to homes as possible, and he's got his mm. community packages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you know community bands together puts in mm. whatever they put in. Sure. I think in the package. Cost three grand or something, right. um, and you put in a defib at your house, or mm. it's like a letterbox. It's a little bit more expensive, yeah. but it's available to your street and people within that vicinity, right? Mm. You know, I was having that conversation with my wife the other day. I'm going, if we had a, if someone had a car arrest here, would you know where the closest defib is? Yeah, and we'd yes. have to go to EBPRSL. EBPRSL. Yeah, yeah. By the time you get there and come back, it's see you later. Yeah. Tell me, tell me this, guys. With regards to the uh, testing weekends that you guys do at Gala Days and, and all that, what just so people can get an idea, what goes into actually organising those things? Because they're they're big. I mean, they're big events that you guys obviously push where you're at. But just yeah. what goes into logistically and, and resource wise goes into actually uh, putting one of those on? Well, look, uh, look, uh, our heart health awareness and testing days typically consist uh, uh, take yeah go for about four hours. Mm-hmm. Two nurses from Victor Cheng. Mm. Um, and, you know, I would say pre-COVID, we could test up to 100 people in that four hours. Um, Post-COVID, because the nurses take mm. care and more time with talking to people, um, it's probably more like 70, 80, 80 people. Yeah. If in, we're lucky. In that four-hour period. If we're lucky. Because basically, if you think about it, just in a very, you know, I'm metrics driven. Um, sure. but it used to be like five minutes, right? Uh, a, a, a test, right, for mm. blood pressure, sugar, cholesterol, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. You get your results on the spot, a mm. um, bit of a consultation, well done. There's some information on this sheet about those different factors. Thanks for coming. Um, but because more and more people are presenting, the average consult now is 10 minutes. 
Um, and so you can you know, go through it. And you know, we don't put any pressure on, on anyone. Yeah, Early days, we'll try to get some volume coming through, but it's more important now. It's about quality, not quantity, mm, right? Mm. And so if the nurses need to take 10 or 15 minutes with someone because they need to explain them, explain to them what they need to do uh, in terms of improving their heart health, then so be it. And, 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 that's, and that's what happens. And, you know, mm. what, what we love, you know, it's interesting sometimes we go to a ground and there's so much demand and, you know, it's, it's almost like a doctor's waiting room where, and, we, and we actually go to get some extra chairs and people are sitting down and waiting and there's been a lot of good examples. And I think mm. you know, on the weekend, because of the nature of that testing day being a memorial or celebration of Lewis mm-hmm. Camacho, mm. um, as as Andy said, he has, there, was, there, there was no need to encourage people or drag people to come and get tested. No. It was just a massive queue. Mm. You know, there was there was at some stages eight to ten people waiting, and I would say to them, "This could take half an hour," and they were prepared to wait. There was one lady, incredible story, which, out of respect for her privacy, yeah, she sure. heard about it on a website. She lived not far from the ground. She waited. And she suffers from Parkinson and has put on weight and her prognosis is not good, but she mm. still wanted to get a checkup. Well, bless her. Even yeah. though she's in and out of hospitals. And I would have spent, in the end, just having conversation with her 10 minutes and inside me I felt so helpless yeah. because of what mm. she's going through. But she got her results and she was so happy that she stuck around and did it. Brilliant. And this is the thing. When you see the reaction of people that have not even gone to their GP for five or ten years, that all of a sudden, when we say to them, there's your GP there, you don't have to leave your name, your number, it costs you nothing, but it will give you some clarity as to three modifiable risk factors that can be addressed. So if anything, it's not just about defibs, but it's the collective around Ooh. it all. And yeah. the other part we're looking at in consultation now with key players is the process of those people being tested. How can we make sure that those that have issues go to their GP and also how do we create a support system for those that witness the passing of a footballer or sports person and those yeah. that witness the save of that person as well? Yeah. How are those players going yeah. that have suffered a cardiac arrest and have been saved. How are you mentally? How do you approach yeah. life? Yeah. Are you suffering post-traumatic stress disorder? Mm-hmm. These are these are things that I would believe that because the data is being built, Professor Toffler, preeminent uh, and, and a senior footballer, did a did a very good report on over 150 grassroots senior footballers in eastern suburbs and mountain. What suburbs. would really be good is now to, 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 to get fundraising and to go to one of the preeminent heart specialists and say, listen, can you do some research on all these players that have been saved? This mm. is the instance that happened when, 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 where, contact details. And all of a sudden you might have a case study of 30 or 40. And it would be really interesting to see because I don't believe there's anything out there um, like it. And the other big dream of mine in, in in this journey, I always wanted to see if we could bring out someone famous that's suffered a cardiac arrest in football, whether it's David Ginola, Christian Eriksen, Eriksen yeah. you know, um, that can really elevate the message and mm. get it to a, a more broader 
reach. And that's why it's imperative that we move into other sports um, as much as ours is the biggest in participation mm. and ours has to, has to be clearly one that has the highest incidence per head of population in the world. Mm. That's something we haven't really explored with FIFA Sudden Cardiac Registry team. We're, we're almost like a guinea pig because there's a model here that they know is doing good. There's a model here that can even go to new levels. And how do we do that? Well, the back end of it. We mm. tested, but what's happening after post-testing, yeah. post-incidents? And we right. look, we we are we are a small charity with numbers, but we're a very loud voice. And mm. I'm hoping with this change of state government that Mr. Stephen Camper, our new Minister for Sport and Minister for Multiculturalism, amongst some key key mm. um, roles he has, will be a bit more, you know even more understanding. I mean, mm. Liberals did well, as Anne said, six million in two lots, four and two, but we need an extra zero on that six mm. to ensure that we reach as many clubs as possible to have yeah. defibs. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And Andy makes some good points there, Les, you know, circling back to the sort of the testing environment. Mm. That's what we tend to do. Um, as I said earlier, in, in gala days, we'll roll out and do CPR and defibs, they've, uh, confidence sessions, because they're very important. Um, you know, typically in a cardiac arrest, CPR won't save a life. You, you need to defib, you need to yeah. know how to use it. And I think as Andy touched before, we know of incidents where there's been a defib available and accessible, um, but people are too scared mm. to use it, and the guy died, right? So they are scared that they might hurt him, but yeah. the person died anyway, right? And so... There's a saying in the industry, um, and you'll hear more and more of it. You know, any attempt at saving at CPR and using a defib is good, right? You yeah, don't yeah. have to be trained, right? Mm. You don't have yeah. to have formal training. You just got to have the confidence and to do effective CPR and to be able to use a defib. And yeah. defibs, and you know, are, yeah, are self-guided and and they mm. won't even give a charge and they won't hurt you, hurt anyone mm. you put it on there. Un unless it needs to be, mm. um, the shock needs to be delivered. They're, 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 ama they're amazing. They're, they are an amazing machine because what they do is they study the heart once it's put on there and then the defib will decide what action is required. And what also happens is after these people are saved, no matter what incidents or sports, the actual defib is then taken by the medical practitioners and looked at the readings closely to see where the issues in the yeah. heart are, yeah. and that it's helps. Got them. Log. It's got a built-in log, yeah. right? So, everything, uh, yeah. everything. They're they're an amazing machine, and and depending on who you talk to in the in the you know cardiac space, I've heard many times that without a defib, it's around three percent chance of survival. The the common figure seems to be five percent chance without a mm -hmm. defib. Mm -hmm. And depending, again, who you talk to with a defib, and, again, it depends on how quickly you get, get the defib on them because for every minute you lose a percentage of opportunity. So mm. if it's on to them within 10%. a matter of seconds, it's a, you can get up to 70% chance of survival. Oh, wow. So yeah. yep. um, that's, what, that's what I said to, to you earlier, the headache I had um, in the early days with my board, or not all my board, but some, um, was they that they they told me Andy you, you you're pushing this message of defibs need to be there that and I, I started you know I, I got upset because 
it seemed to happen every time I posted something that it was like, Andy, you shouldn't be saying that. Well, I'm really sorry. I won't stop saying it mm. because it's the proof's in the pudding. Mm. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing the stats now. Why yeah. are these kids, <laughs> these, these four examples of kids, why were they saved? Because freaking defibs were there. People yeah. were ready to react. That's right. Actually, I will lie on that save of Jess Amato. Again, another lesson. He was playing at the Ted Whitten indoor facility around where the Formula One Grand Prix is down there, yep. Philip Park. Hmm. Um, is it Philip Park? Uh, or, uh, Albert, Park. Albert, Albert, Albert Park. Albert Park. Park. Yeah. Yep. There was an off-duty police officer playing against him, futsal. There's a defib in that building. They couldn't find it. <laughs> That's the other case in point. Mm. We had a famous example when we did uh, we did confidence session with Marconi Staggins with um, Peter Tsukanis about yep. pre pre COVID. Ange was that pre COVID 2018 19? Yeah, it was before my time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, lo and behold, I'm filming, and Peter turns around and he's turning around to his manager and he's going, "Hey guys, we got two defibs here. Where are they for this demonstration? Where's the defib?" And it took them about five or ten minutes to locate the defib. Yeah. Yeah. And and I yeah. asked Vince Fodi, the then chairman of Marconi, I go, look, there's a lesson there. It's yeah. really something we need to get out. Is it okay for me to say, look, we're at Marconi, but this happens, but it, mm. it, it makes people think, shit, where is our defib? 100%. 100%. And, you know, to his credit, Vince said yes. You know why? Vince Fodi, when he was chair of Club Marconi, under his um, – Leadership up until Morris Licata came in only recently, mm. they had raised half a million for Victor Chan Cardiac Research mm. Institute. Why? One of the reasons why is because Vince had heart issues. Mm. And again, mm. we've, we've got all these different uh, corporates and organizations, individuals that are very supportive of us. But when you look closely at it, a lot of them have had issues either yeah. themselves or family members or people close to them. Yeah. yeah. And sadly, that. That shouldn't be the way that we're sustainable, but that's how it is until the government sits down and looks at us closely and says, by geez, they're doing an amazing job. How can we help you uh, turn your 55 testing days into 555 testing yeah. days in a calendar year? And we, we will take that challenge on, even if that means we have to train extra nurses beyond the nurses that we source from Victor Chang, because we probably would. Yeah. But there are so many people. One thing we do notice, Andrew, and he'll attest to this, a lot of times when we're out testing and there are people that are not, uh, they're in the medical sphere but not working and their kids mm -hmm. are playing, mm -hmm. they could be doctors, but particularly mm -hmm. nurses. Mm -hmm. Nurses always come over and watch, ask questions. How can I get involved? Do you need mm -hmm. anyone on weekends? So we, we know that we can take this model to even bigger heights, mm -hmm. but it's without the favourite vitamin that uh, Angelo craves for. He can tell you about what his favourite vitamin is. <laughs> vitamin M. You heard the term vitamin M? Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. Money. I, I roll that out from time to time in meetings. People go, what's vitamin M? I've never heard of that again. It's money, mate. <laughs> I, love, I love the reactions. Hey, Les, the reactions, the reactions. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. oh, be. I, I know the line's yeah. coming and I'm sitting there. I don't look at that, Ange. I just look at them and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, what's this? I've never heard of this vitamin. What's vitamin M? What's that to? You know? <laughs> but, yeah, look, Andy touched on a whole bunch of really good points there. And, and, it's, and it's true. You know, there's 
we know there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of interest. Um, you know, just last year, we had to knock back at least a dozen requests for testing days because we just didn't have the, mm. the funding to go visit. Mm. Um, and so, you know, hopefully this year, like I said last year, I think Andy mentioned we did 55 testing days, which is a record for us. Prior to that, the highest was about, I don't know, 18 or 20 or something mm. in a year. Mm. Um, yeah. So we tested almost 2,000 people last year. We set ourselves a target of 100 this year, mm -hmm. try to test 4,000 people. Um, we've done 12. And, we've and, done we're, 12 and we're already. working through the vitamin M issue uh, in terms of getting <laughs> some funding. And um, But, uh, you know, we, it, it's looking promising. Mm. But, you know, what we will say is our goal is to be nationwide uh, and sport agnostic. And yeah. so, you know, breaking news on your podcast, Laz, you got the exclusive. Here we go. Uh, yep. In the second week of May, yes, we are up in Cairns doing AFL. That's great. Wonderful. Oh, brilliant. 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 Yeah. So yeah. and we've got we've uh, got a meeting coming up with the NRL. Very good. Good to see. Good to hear. I'm glad I'm glad well we're talking about heartbeat of football. I thought this uh, podcast today was going to be about how my beloved West Ham no, are no, travelling no, no. at the moment. I, I, I didn't want to bring I didn't want to bring that up, Andy. I didn't want to bring that up. But we might <laughs> now that you've mentioned it. No, no. But well, uh, we'll come uh, back to that. We'll come back to that. You don't want to know, mate. I'm a West Ham fan, and I'm also a West Tigers fan. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. Balmain born and bred, and yeah. uh, you know. One way or that, thank God there's no relegation in the NRL, but there is. The <laughs> there, there, there should be, I can tell you. Nathan, you want to? Uh, you, you want yeah, to I just wanted to touch on a little bit of some of the interaction you guys have had with some of the sporting governing bodies, whether it be locally here or FIFA or any of the other larger ones around the world that you might have had any interaction with. Yeah. A lot, particularly in the case with football, a lot mm. of the health things that are associated with the game are in the embryonic stage. I point as well to head injuries yeah. and early onset dementia, these sorts of things. It mm. seems as though football is a little bit behind the curve when it comes to the rest of the sports, that it is still very early doors, particularly in that field, that it is very much the case that we don't really know too much about. Mm. When you compare it to, say, rugby league, when you have the CTE yep. areas of that yeah. concern, mm. Mm. where do you see it moving forward? How quickly do you think football can catch up to the rest of the sporting landscape. Is it actually behind? I'd like to hear your thoughts on all that. Um, I'll, I'll kick off, Andy. You can jump in yeah, if yeah. you want. But look, FIFA does a pretty amazing job below, at, at that level, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then it, it varies country to country. Mm. But what I can tell you uh, in the hard health space in particular, the every player has to do pre-season testing, right? And it's, mm. and it's quite extensive. Um the interesting stat or information that I found out because I had this um, master's student from overseas reach out for some information mm -hmm. in Australia and what it's and, and and what we're doing and is it mandatory? Is it that? Mm. And I, I looked at all our sports here in Australia, right? And uh, I think bar one, um, it's suggested mm -hmm. that you do it. It's not actually mandatory, mandatory, which. I found surprising because mm. they, they talk about mandatory this and mandatory that. When you actually mm. look at their policy and their approach, um, it was sort of 
There's a word for it. I can't remember. I've, I've, I've lost the word, but it's, but let's it's, go with it's mandatory, but it's not mandatory. It's yeah. voluntary <laughs> mandatory or something like that. Right, you know, okay. Yeah. It was a weird term they used. And, mm. I was like, and it just got me thinking. And I go, what? What the hell? But our game in terms of the football and the world game, FIFA spend a lot of money and they do a lot of – and there's a, good, a lot of good protocols at the elite level. And you know, mm. even the fact that they're doing this – Sudden death registry report, mm-hmm. um, and you've got uh, um, leaders around the world doing that. But as I said, then you come down to the different jurisdictions and different countries, and their adoption of it is, um, yeah, slightly different. Um, yeah, but, Look, yeah. As you mentioned, Ange, I mean, yeah, each country is different. Um, there's been a lot of rumors and windows about. COVID and the effect of the vax mm-hmm. and why is there an escalation? Um, the cold hard reality of that point that people tend to miss is that there's escalations through COVID in heart disease and lung disease because if you've got an underlying problem with mm-hmm. your heart and your lungs and you get COVID, you're mm-hmm. in serious danger. Mm-hmm. So um, I do know that, you know, you know, different different federations have been told. I know this that in terms of vaccination, say, yeah, make sure your player doesn't do anything for two weeks after vaccination, going back in time. And if they're going to get vaccinated, off season. But it's such a short off season. Mm. Um, talk about head trauma and dementia and everything like that. You know, we had the sad reality of one of our greats from '74, Manfred Schaefer, passing away recently. Mm. Um, he suffered from. Dementia and and dare I say that generation of footballers that played with the old leather balls and on a wet day and I used to go watching them at Hurstville Oval and mm-hmm. Wentworth Park and Lambert Park in the rain and guys like Manfred Schaefer would be heading thirty or forty times in a game because they used to play a long ball game back then if you think about it yeah it always was a long ball game mm. but going away from dementia say to heart health as again. My esteemed colleague said FIFA are addressing it, mm. but this this is going to take a little bit of time because they know they have to come up with a global policy that we all follow. Yeah. yeah. They know that. It's incumbent of them to do that. The good news in regards to our charity is that the head of medical, uh, Dr. Andrew Massey, wants to talk to us because our testing model, from what I can see, is not replicated anywhere in football in the world. Why? I have no idea, but I've Google searched, I've asked questions, I've even asked our national coach and others when they travel overseas, have you seen anything like this? Mm. No one has seen it. In a sporting Mm. domain, uh, let alone football domain. So Mm. that begs the question, society's (laughs) biggest killer, what can be done Mm. to bring that curve Mm. You'll never flatten it. We know that. Let's 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 get more more saves than what we've seen in the past. So, yeah. and that's why yeah, we're blessed in Australia. To, yeah. we're, we're, we're blessed in Australia. We've got an alliance. We're part of that alliance, and all the, all the heavy hitters are there. And I shared a post on LinkedIn today, uh, Dr. Andre, and he he said it's important we keep doing what we're doing. Each individual organisation. But if we are all together, mm. that weight of power increases that governments have to listen. If they don't listen to the heads of the Heart Foundation and Victor Chang and Novartis and 
all these different groups that are working so hard, what hope have we got? Yeah. You know, mm. really, we should have DFIBs like South Australia in public uh, areas. They should be accessible. We see them in shopping centres. We see them at trains. We see them on building sites, airports. Where's the highest volume of people on weekends? Sport grounds. Do we see them at every sports ground? Nope. There should be a law that says it's mandatory. And the best example of what we've seen is Manly Association, pre-season DFIB, cup or DFIBs checked, every club represented. Over 300, I think, 27 players did confidence sessions, CPR sessions, AED. Over 100 got tested. Every game in the Manly Association will not go ahead unless the defibrillator is on the halfway line with a teardrop banner, heart safe zone. Mm. And the good thing about is leading the way. What are we mm. doing? Yeah, uh, they they are a good model, and you know the good thing about what Andy just said about that Manly Warringah uh, model is that every player from every team comes and does a little ten minute, fifteen minute confidence session for CPR and DFib, and the impact on that is real because in the last six years, or that's sorry, last four years has been six incidents, and mm. the last two were saved from people that did the confidence session at those things, you know. And they also go into the season, as Andy said, knowing that their defib is working, right? And they mm. know it's going to last for the year and it's working and it's fine. And if it's not, they take corrective action, right? So under the guise of a pre-season tournament, all this wonderful <laughs> um, heart health rescue readiness comes out there. And so what Andy and I have been doing, um, and the guys at Manly are ha happy to help as well, mm, is mm. to try and get that same sort of model rolled out across all associations. But I'm also just conscious of going back to Nathan's question because we've probably gone off tangent a little bit. That, but um, No problem at all. That happens, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> there is work being done. There's a lot being done uh, yeah, behind the scenes. Like last year, Nathan, for example, for the first time we got invited and did the past players' uh, uh, health of ex-footballers up in yeah. Brisbane before a soccer yeah. ruse match. And yeah. they did a really good, wonderful little model there where they tested for concussion, they tested for skin cancer, and we tested for heart health. Yeah. And, and there was about, I don't know, 60, 70 players, ex-players that came, men and women, um, came along there. And there was three separate rooms, and so they got tested, and they loved yeah. it. Um, it was, I think it was one of the first ones, but, but other sports yeah. uh, try and do that as well. Obviously, a lot of them and it's important. They, they focus on mental health more so than anything else sure. as opposed to other physical um, health. Um, but I think they're trying and starting to do it in different sports. Yeah. You know, probably the sport here who's taking um, heart health and defibrillators probably the most serious is cricket, right? Um, through yeah. their players' okay. association. They raised, I think it was three million. Or was it three wow. million? Three, three, uh, yeah, three million, yeah, right? I think it's wow. three. Oh, brilliant. And and they and all of that gets put back into grassroots clubs so they can get a defib and they get some training, right? So they're really? equipping it. And and okay, and, and on and that it, end, yeah. would that yeah. would that have happened if we didn't lose the icon Shane Warne? Oh, mm. probably not. Probably not. Well, since but, we lost him, there's yeah. been a twenty five percent increase in heart health checks right across Australia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, there you and go. that goes back to one of your previous anecdotes that for a lot of the engagement with when it comes to health charities, that it does require a little bit of a personal connection. And mm. 
Yeah. That's, That's a right. lot of the work that is still to be done to get people involved in these sorts of things that don't have that connection. It's fantastic that people want to get involved that do have that, but the moment when people start to get involved in the in the uh, in the space that don't have a connection to a health provider, a health service, say a nurse mm. or someone yeah. who knows a nurse or someone who knows someone who's had a heart problem. When you get people who are neutral to the cause involved, that's when it can go to a whole nother level. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and whilst those high-profile things are good triggers, you know, for awareness, um, we again, maybe we're too close to it, but we shouldn't need that mm. to get the support and the sustainability and the continuity around Because yeah. you know, to me, and, and maybe I'm being naive or too close to it, but the fact that it's our number one killer, all right, in Australia and globally, and yet the stats are out of the $220 billion spent on healthcare, 1.5% spent on preventative. To me, that, that picture is wrong on so many levels. Mm. It's weird. And the free heart health checks for over 45s and over 30s for First Nations people is now under threat. From, and they're going to pull the funding on it, potentially. Mm. It's just, to me, I, I, just, yep. I scratch my head on a regular basis going, yeah, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? And why yeah. is doing something that others aren't? Or what, mm. what are we doing? It mm. We should be spending a lot more on preventative because it saves Correct. the economy, <laughs> the budget, right. lives right. much further down the track. Yeah. And I think yeah. Greg, Greg Page commissioned uh, an economist to do a, a study and a model and, a, and just around cardiac arrest. And I think it was something like a, a $50 billion economic impact. Wow. You know, and if we, if we saved just a few lives each year, right, that would just – that the, the cost to society and the economy would come down dramatically. It was just like that's almost maths 101, yeah. economics 101. Right. Yeah. Why aren't we doing something and why aren't people listening? Again, I don't know. You know, mm. Before the New South Wales election, heads up, we submitted uh, a, a, a big sort of document, policy approach document to both sides mm-hmm. of government yep. at the time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll see what we'll see if anything comes up. We we didn't hmm. really get a get a response. So, so did um, but, so did the Heart Foundation and so did Greg yeah. Page. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Victoria uh, for the recent symposium, mm-hmm. yeah. Greg did indicate to me he also didn't get a response. response. And I said it's not so much the response. An acknowledgement of receiving it would be appreciated. That's all. <laughs> wow. Basic courtesy. Basic courtesy. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's, uh, crazy, yeah, crazy. It's very complex. It's there's a, there's a there's a lot going on, but you know we're we're going to keep fighting the fight because um, uh, yeah. it's it's it, it just and needs it, to be done, man. And it just yeah, needs to be done. And as Andy said, you know when we hear those stories, mm. um, it's it's just heartwarming that we know that we've made a difference. Yeah. You know, um, equally when you hear a story of a loss. It's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy's been through yeah. a lot. And Andy will tell you yeah. the stories of mm. dealing Last with widows and, 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 and other yeah. family members. It's 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 tragic. Yeah. Absolutely tragic. There, you know the tragic there, thing is? There, there, is, is? It's avoidable. Well, not you know, 100%, but yeah, sure. it, you've got a better chance of it mm. if, if he takes There's, a preventive you know, action. And, yeah. The, start, the yeah. stark reality of this space, right, every one of those players we've lost in the manner that they've left this world is tragic in different ways. Mm. From Luke Gardoni, who was due to celebrate his 21st on the night that he collapsed and died. Well, he was 
put it in a juice coma and they thought he'd come through it, but he didn't um, after the, they mm. got him to hospital. The reaction of four ambulances, helicopters, higher patrols, father playing over 45s football, uh, not far from the pitch that he collapsed at, mum at home preparing for a 21st. Andy Johnson last year in Newcastle at Maitland Park playing all-age football for the first year with his son from the Hunter Churches Football Association. Him and his wife helped run the club. The Lewis Camacho won this year to be alone, you know, a fit guy, but now all siblings and family members that I met, have to, they have to be checked because the genetics could be mm. in them as well. They mm. could have issues. So they're just three examples, you know. I don't want to dwell on my mate, you know, but mm. that day he was moving house, his van was packed, we doubled up, we played Bs and stepped up to A's, wife and kids at the new home, and he never made it. And for me, it's really on us as a game to do something, mm. you know. I said to Angela a while back, you know, this year, I'm sick of high-profile people in the game or others back-slapping me and telling me, Andy, you know, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. Mm. What can we do? What can we do? As soon as you ask me what we what you can do, you're not going to do anything. Mm. You're going to, yeah, because yeah, we're in a public domain and it looks <laughs> great and all that, mate. Not interested. Get in the trenches, fight the fight, get us some funding. That's how you can help me. Mm. I've had so many people that have got well-connected in industry, business, politics, and they always make this point of slapping my back in front of other high-profile people to make them feel good more than make me look good. And I'm not interested in it. Mm. I don't need that. I don't need the this sort of attention. If you believe in what we do, get off your ass and support yeah. us. Simple. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know. I might have sounded harsh the last couple of minutes. It's probably more frustration because yep. I know with with more more commitment from a lot of levels in this space, we can certainly make a difference. But when I get emails from Florian Egger from the Sudden Cardiac Registry team at FIFA telling me how good this data is that we're providing and what we're doing and good luck with 100 testing days, I spoke at directly to Dr. Andrew Massey, head of FIFA Medical, telling him how important the work is in Australia, try and get them across the line and do testing at the Women's World Cup. That will be breakthrough for us because the power of FIFA will be here. Mm -hmm. They will see us. They will look at it and go, my God, what a model. We should be doing this globally. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about impact and what our charity can achieve? We can turn this into a global movement, mm. but we need that tick from the top. Yeah, which we now yeah. have. And we're like this at the moment. We're like this. Our fingers, our toes are all crossed. Even my back hairs are crossed. There's 4,000. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm going to put another 20 cents in, right? Uh, we'll come okay. back. We'll come back. Hang on. I, 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 I'm going you, you, to you can go online. I know that. But just give us, give us a little. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I've got to, I've got to wrap up. You got to run it. Okay. It, if I'm, I'm on a podcast, get... she's going to kill me. No, that's fair enough. Um, Andy, thank you very much for that. Right. 
that, we'll get you back on in the future, yeah, to talk football. But <laughs> the important work is just uh, the important work that the uh, heartbeat of football is doing is just incredible. So, and uh, you know, we'll uh, keep plugging it and supporting it whichever way we can. But so uh, we'll get Angelo back on and we'll uh, get give clubs the uh, the information that they need for Laz, um, getting the Red Sox day uh, happening. Laz, like anything, mate, when you pack your bag to go to your football game. Mm-hmm. The one thing in the back of your mind is I want to give it everything I've got, win, lose or draw, have a good time, have a quiet beer with my mates and I want to come back home to my family. That's what I say every time, Matt. We want all footballers indeed, to be able to go back home to all their family. All sports people. Indeed. All sports Absolutely. people, yeah. Indeed. Absolutely. indeed. Andy, thanks for joining us. We'll come back with Ange Thank in a minute. God. We'll talk soon. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Andy. Fly, guys. Take Come care, back, guys. Yes, us. Yes, yes. All right. So we've put in the 20 cents again, Ange. So, right. so uh, this, this, this Zoom only lasts, what, 40 minutes or 40 something? 40 minutes, right now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the free We're, version, the free, yeah. the free Zoom, yeah. We're not sponsored uh, yet, so hopefully we can, uh, you know. Uh, we can get a sponsor on board one day, but um, no, Ange, it's, it's happened to me. Uh, we're, we're through um, Heartbeat of Football. Yeah, when I set up meetings, I, I, I use because we pay for Google. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, sweet stuff. So but I, I, I use that one because there's no time limit. Ah, uh, fair enough. What yeah. I used to do was just through my personal Gmail. And, 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, one more point. One more point. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we know that feeling all too well. No, we know that feeling. Don't worry. <laughs> no, so, Edge, what, what we'll talk about now is, I guess, uh, how clubs can go about participating in in and getting their teams involved in the uh, Red Sox Day. Um, and, um, yeah, like, make it, what's make the process red, involved? Like a, make it red. Make it red. Make it make red, it not red. red socks. Red socks, whatever it is. I've, hey, listen, our team has decided <laughs> that we're going to wear red socks, right, or whatever it is. Yeah, that, that, that's the, the idea. You're, that's buying, the idea. you're buying red that's socks. That's, that's right. So let, make it red. Let's go. Tell, tell us how clubs can get involved in make it red and how teams can get yeah, involved. So, yeah. So one of the ways that um, people can get involved in, in the heart health round and make it red is um, buy some red socks. Um, or buy a heartbeat of football ball that uh, Deploy, our partner, yep. has created. Um, but there that are T-shirts smart. and there are caps that you can also mm. buy. Mm. Um, but you know, listen, and you know, if you get if you are going to buy some merch, then I'd suggest do it very quickly because mm-hmm. there's delivery times and all that sort of stuff. Yep. Having said that, Laz, just again some more exclusive breaking news: <laughs> an order My just team. came through for a hundred <laughs> pairs of socks from uh, Valentine. FC up in the Hunter. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, which is oh, great. Fantastic. So I, thought, I thought you were going to say my team uh, put in the order already. So oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen <laughs> Forest Rangers has signed up to support yes, the, as have. a club. Has, yeah, they have. signed up to support, that, and which is great. Yep. Um, and we've got oh, probably a dozen or so clubs that have signed mm. up so far, as, you know, from um, uh, Coffs Harbour out to uh, Narrow Mine mm-hmm. um, and then south and and in and around Sydney, which is which is Brilliant. good. Yeah? It's the first time we're doing this, and so we had quite modest expectations. We thought maybe you know, uh, given you know, close to the season beginning and all that sort of stuff, there's some challenges there, and people are busy trying to just get try and get a comp up and yep. uh, teams in and all that sort of stuff. But we thought maybe you know, 2025 clubs year one, um, and we're at 
about 12 at the moment. But I have there are associations that have told me that they're going to jump on and get all their awesome. clubs on. So that you know, it'll be a sprint at no. the end, which yeah, is okay, right? right? Yeah. And, yeah. And over 100%. that weekend, over that weekend, um, we we're actually doing, I think, even though we didn't need, well, again, it wasn't designed for us to be anywhere for sure. clubs to jump on board because clubs will get on board. They'll wear red in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're organising to send out some banners and balloons so they can bit a colour around it uh, with the Make It Red logo. Um, and then clubs will just you know, do a barbie, do a morning tea, cupcake drive, and just r- get people to donate. You know, when they set up, they set up on our website, you know, heartbeatoffootball.com.au forward slash make it red and they set up their their, their team profile or their club profile um, and then ask their wider friends to support them and there are prizes right and again I don't know if clubs have really cottoned on to that yet but um, sure. clubs that raise the most money there are prizes there's some defibs to be won brilliant um, donated by some partners um, there's some free heart health checks donated by ourselves awesome. and Victor Chang um there's some cpr and defib confidence sessions um and then yeah there may well be at some point um some uh, prizes for donors the people that people have just yeah. donated Brilliant. um but again modest we've got some really good support you know um got gift cards from the likes of Bing Lee and Priceline and other right. bits and pieces which will roll out at some point yeah. um and so yeah, yeah. Yeah, those blue no. and those deploy footballs look really good. Actually, those red ones they they look really good. So hopefully yeah, uh, it, that weekend people think they're people people go oh okay you can play with them. Yeah. they're classified as training balls, but they're they're a high mm. quality mm. football. Mm. Deploy, as you know, do some ama- amazing footballs. Yeah, um, and uh, they've got a couple of FIFA approved ones now as well. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So there's 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 the, that, they're the ways, and all, all people can just donate. You know, um, and raise what we're trying to do is raise again. We set ourselves a, a very aggressive and bullish sort of target. We're trying to raise 200 grand. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, um, you know, we're raising money for Victor Chang for women's specific yeah. SCAD. Um, mm. We're raising money for NUCD for under 50s with unexplained cardiac death. And then, and, and then the, the other third will come to us to do more awareness Brilliant. and heart health checks. Um, and that's the plan. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed. And it's it's it's, it's year one, um, mm-hmm. but it's the plan is going to be an annual annual event. Um, and so we expect it to get bigger and bigger over the years. Very good. Good to hear. No, appreciate it. Man. Very very good to hear. Uh, now that we've got you, it, we'll try and get Andy back on at a later date. But we've got got yourself now. So we'll just have you in a couple. Now. We'll just talk a bit of football just quickly, you know. Just and we'll have me you now as well. <laughs> uh, what's going on in? The, what are your thoughts of what's happening in City? Uh, Champions League and EPL. Right. Well, Let's go. Jeez, City are my my <laughs> team is Juventus. Is, yes, uh, we know. know. That's why I thought I'd say that. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I thought it would sit you, you know, up there, but got, let's go. You know, I've got I've got the likes of you know, Napoli and the, the Milans, you know, doing doing well, which I, I don't like that. So, uh, 
that uh, and one of them might have another European Cup. You, you stitched me up no at the start. Exists, right? so. Yeah, you stitched me up at the start, so I thought I'd stitch you up now. So there you go. Yeah, nah, nah. It's all right. <laughs> no, all right. Yeah, look, nah. yeah, what do you make of Napoli I, this I, season? It all all jokes aside, what do you make of Napoli this season? All jokes aside, they've oh, been pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, I awesome. actually like watching them. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's it's refreshing, and I like their approach, and I like the way they play, and they, they seem united, and and you know, and wanting to play for each other. And but it's also, I think, it's quite attractive their football. I think Champions, they're doing quite well. Champions League dark horse. Ah. Oh. Would you say that they can? I think they'll make the final now, given the draw. But yeah, I don't even know. a dark horse. They're not a dark horse but, 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 anymore. If you reckon they're gonna, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, no, they got Milan in the semis. But in the... I don't think they're going to get into the final, right? So, uh... You don't think they'll get to the final? No. I think they will. Okay. I think that's they will. Right. That's, that's the beauty of a democracy, mate. We can have different opinions. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you're wrong, man. You're wrong. <laughs> Nathan, you wanted, to, I could, you wanted to pitch something in? I could I'm see just uh, talking about the Premier League. Uh, we know Andy's a West Ham fan. Yeah. Well, so I'm a bit eclectic, mate. I've got no EPL. No, so my right. son's a Liverpool supporter, so mm-hmm. I sort of follow them. But I'm a tractor boy, mate. League One, Ipswich, Ipswich Town. Town. Oh, wow. Yep. Yes, yes. Portman Road. That's right. So go back to the, 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 the mid to late and the, uh, 70s and early 80s, the glory Correct. days. And, Correct. Uh, that's, what's, that's, that's what got me in, mate, you know, watching uh, Match of the Day. Um, and uh, my brother... Who Laz knows and has played, and played football with, with yeah. uh, is One, an Everton supporter, and yes. I'm an Ipswich Town supporter, mate. That's and, right. Uh, they were amazing, and I've been fortunate enough to go to Portman Road. And yeah, uh, fantastic. I, I, yeah, trip. I've been there as well, and yeah. it's a lovely part of England, and got some uh, family roots at, at Ipswich, so uh, it's good to hear oh, there's yeah. a attract a boy on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. And the the night that I went up there it was like I said, I was over there for business, and. Uh, it was midweek, and I looked up who's playing where, and and uh, Ipswich Town was playing into Milan in a, yeah, uh, UEFA, uh, it was a wow. UEFA Cup match. Wow! And I and I went up there, and I bought the last ticket. And it was thirty quid. They said, "Oh, sorry, sir, it's expensive." I go, "I don't care, man. I'm coming up." Yeah, that's right. And, uh, <laughs> sat behind the chairman, which I think at the time was uh, David Sheepshanks, and um, watched uh, the beloved Tractor Boys beat into Milan. And, it was and, beautiful. And Ipswich Town have got some classic kits as well. There's some really good Ipswich mm. Town kits throughout the years that have, you know, that that have been produced, you, you, which you are know, awesome. Mas Longo's back then. Is he really? Mas, Mas Longo. He's gone back, back there, to yeah. oh wow. Yeah, awesome. he's playing there Fantastic. now. He's, he's That's been, brilliant. He's been helping them. They went through a bit of a dip and yeah. he's come back. He was obviously a little bit unfit, but um he's got back to fitness and he's brilliant. Good to hear our house and engine in the midfield. So he's doing very well. Uh, so we're, glad, we're glad. knocking in the top two. We're, we're third at the moment. So uh, um, Automatic promotion possibility into back into the championship. Well, that's, eh? that's the dream. Look, so mm. I've still got a photo on my phone of, I think it was just before Christmas or Christmas time, we'll, we were top of the league. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yes. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. Because they're doing, yeah. doing so well now under Kira McKenna. His first yeah. real job as a mm. full-time manager. So it's Absolutely. good to see some uh, young coaches getting the chance, even if it is down the leagues a little bit. And Ipswich are all the better for us. So uh, yeah. I like the, the Ed Sheeran albums on the front of the shirt as a, as a different sponsor, better than uh, Marcus Edwards. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it right. And I, I said uh, Ed Sheeran's been, yeah, you know, he's a massive supporter, and he's, mm. you know, he's he's shown his colours and supports, and, and it's sponsored him. And so, yeah, I think the club's turned around. I think they're in a better place financially. I think they're just getting things done properly without a lot of flash. Mm-hmm. But as you say, Nathan, I think uh, McKenna's been a breath of fresh air. They've, you know, they've, they've, they've gone through a lot, a lot of coaches. Yeah. Um, to, and, and, and to me, it's sort of sort of uh, smelt or, 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 or uh, was like, you know, a bit of desperation, sort of quick mm. fix, short term, let's try and mm. throw some mm. money at this and get up there. But, yeah. You know, as you know, and we'll always talk about Napoli before, you, you've got to have the crux there and you've got to have that camaraderie and the that mm. bond in the team to really go anywhere. And I think they've, they've really got a good mix of young guys and slightly more experienced guys, but they're all wanting to play and they, they're buying into McKenna's vision. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm really, really hopeful that they uh, go up to the championship again. Yeah, so uh, it's, 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 it's hard to get access to League One on TV, mate. You got to subscribe <laughs> to this crazy bypass service, which yeah. is you know, expensive and yeah. and, yep. and very sketchy at best when it, if, it, if it works at all. Well, <laughs> it, it would be good to see an East Anglian derby in the, the championship next season. Ah, Norwich, Jason. <laughs> I hate watching those games. I hate watching Norwich win. It's like, oh, Jesus, serious? Because uh, they will win the championship next season. Norwich, they're not going back up. That, well, that's right. That's why. That's why. I, and mm. I know how. And I know how Ange feels about Norwich. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and and ugly colours. So. <laughs> uh, well, I, I played. I played one year in. Uh, in for who was it for Stanmore Hawks or something? Yeah, that, the, that would have been those colours. Uh, that were those colours. I just yeah, you felt dirty, I, eh? I, I think I left. I, I just couldn't play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. So, I understand. I completely understand. No, very it. good. Well, yeah, Ange, okay. mate, uh, thank you for um, for coming on to this episode of the Back Peg, and to Andy, of course, as well. well like I said, we'll try and get Andy back on in the, at a future date uh, to talk football. But um, yeah, um, talk Indian Super League with him. That's right, one hundred percent. He's the expert. Well, right? well, he is, and you know, and we, we had Dimi Petranos have a, a standout year, right? Leading goal mm. scorer, I think he mm. was, and mm-hmm. won everything. So. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and he's got some stories to tell about the Indian Super League, which is great, but and other things, of course. But um, course. no, it's been absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Mate, all I can say is to yourself and Nathan, thank you for having us on and giving us airtime and talk about the charity and, and a little bit of football. And anytime, uh, you know, we could we could go on forever because we, we could. are passionate <laughs> about it and we've, we've got a passionate crew and. You know, there's more and more people starting to believe. And I said, I think, as Andy said, you know, um, we are getting recognised um, in the research and medical mm. community um, mm. because I think the term that we're being described as is the canary in the coal mine mm-hmm. because we're at grassroots, mm. right? And mm. we're well, that's a bit close phase. to Norwich, isn't it? Canaries? Oh, don't go there. You couldn't help yourself. You couldn't help yourself. Uh, you all right, we're, we're, we're the tractor in the bloody um, coal mine, right? <laughs> 
yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's because we're there, and we're getting those immediate results and trends. Yeah. You know, they, they they like that because obviously mm. they do a lot of research, and there's a lot of modelling that happens, and they can mm. see what's going to happen, and we're giving immediate feedback. You know, mm. we're going, hey, listen, this is already happening, and you know, a key stat for us doing twelve testing days so far this year is that previously it was cholesterol was the number one factor by the country mile in terms of mm. what people had um this year we're seeing blood pressure come up and it's understandable because mm. of cost of living pressures mortgage stress job yep. security so there are more and more people that are really stressed and it's affecting their blood pressure so um and we're starting to see that already yeah. and look the biggest takeaway i've taken from all this chat is about the preventative the ratio of funds spent for pre, for the preventative Causes yeah. that can be take, and and that's you know that's just insane. So, whatever awareness we can bring to that is just in, incredible, you know. Yeah, I'm glad your MBA paid off, mate. You about numbers, mate. You know that's how I met. Hang on, you know that's how I met Nathan. The know. numbers. What about the stories, mate? You, you, you didn't know. do an arts degree, did you, mate? You did an MBA. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know that's how I met Nathan, eh? I I, I did the MBA as well, Nathan. Yeah, you? I did. Yeah, I did. We met him yeah. in All right, we met him in Madrid. As there is, so, you know, uh, yeah, numbers over here too. No, no stories, no feeling. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Hey, that's not I'm true. A numbers, I'm hey, a numbers listen. guy as well, but uh, I've got a bit of uh, creativity and passion. You, you are uh, very creative, you know. All anybody has to do is look at your LinkedIn, and you can see. But I think we, you know, this podcast has allowed us to be creative as well, actually. And you've, uh, are you, you know, accusing me of being uh, putting out f- false information? Not at all. LinkedIn, Never on, on my LinkedIn Never. profile. I just said that you're very. Creative. Creative and innovative. <laughs> I'm never going for a premier's job or a high-profile job because they start looking at my CV and my and my uh, university credentials. They'll, 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 they'll find me. <laughs> they'll find me out. <laughs> oh, Edge, you're a good man, mate. An absolute pleasure to have you on. Honestly, that's it, mate. And uh, I'll uh, I'll come down to watch your game. Mate, I'll you're gonna, Brian. I'll, I think I'll you, you guys gonna... are playing on Monday. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to cut this period out, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> All the no, backpackers can come down to watch. No, hey, 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 I'll, I'll, no, I'll take because. some video for a bit of a laugh. You can do a, when you start doing video, you can do a bloopers reel no, or something. No. Or something. No, yeah, I, put, I, put I, it up on the Insta, lads. Uh, no, real. Maybe, yeah. Only because, <laughs> only because this episode will go out after Monday. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. I, I'm um, sure someone's got footage from the 9 I can oh. even just take, take a blow-up photo of dribble, mate. Nine nil. That's it. Uh, I just hope that doesn't happen on Monday. I will tell you. Uh, hang on, <laughs> wait a second. Who are you hang playing on, on Monday, lads? Scots. Scots. Yeah, no, you should be all right. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be all right or not. But no, we'll, we'll see how we go. Look, the, the, look, the, the problem is, days, as you say, yeah. you're still developing yeah. and man. all that sort of stuff. And one I, of those I've teams have been playing for a while together. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. All jokes aside, that, um, that's the biggest issue, right? Like there are a couple of guys that I played with on Friday that haven't been to training. You know what I mean? I haven't met, I've introduced myself that day, which is hard, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so, but it's, um, look, we know, and it seems realistic, right? It's going to take us half a season at least to, to come together and just enjoy enjoy it and make the most of it, you know, and try and limit the damage wherever possible. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's part of the challenge and that's part of the fun, you know. I mean, you've seen us, I mean, at the Titans, we were, when I was playing over 35s at the Titans, we'd get smacked, 
you know, and then we won a league and then, you know, it just happens. It's just... And then you got smacked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate. Your brother and I actually did all right amongst a few uh, others there. That, that, that grand final win was good, mate. I enjoyed that. Don't worry. You weren't the only one, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't the only one. It was a it's very always good winning it with... It's always good winning it with mates and, and at our age as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Another twenty cent, another twenty cent plastic trophy we can just add to the collection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all jokes so. aside, I don't know who has the premiers plate on that though. Like the actual plate of the premiers, I don't think the club ever got it. Cookshire Titans, but they. Uh, well, Are you serious? I, I don't think they got it. I, I, I'm not sure. Somebody took it home. Uh, oh. Who should remain nameless? And, oh, right. Um, so he, he, he's, he's got, you've got the inside boss. You know who's yeah, got I it? Do. I think I do. <laughs> but I, I don't think. Easter, are they serving Greek biscuits on it? Ooh, yes. Oh, you know yeah, who it yeah, is anyway. I was just trying to listen what the, nationality the, the, it was. No, no, no. Oh, you know, I mean. hey, you know who, very well who it is. It's just, it's the youngest one of them, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Not the Spurs supporter. Why, why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not yeah. not not uh, the Spurs supporter that uh, that we've named on previous episodes. Yeah, right. So there you go. There you go. Cops it every week. Yeah, cops it every yeah. week. There you go. That's good. And and so, how many of these have you done, guys? Well, we Ooh. started for the World Cup. Ooh. We did like a, a run through for all the groups. And we got some guests on for that. And then we did a daily show for the World Cup. Mm. And we did a break over Christmas and we come back and done one every week. Yeah. So, so I think all up, it's maybe around about 45 to 50, somewhere there. Oh, that's yeah, great. Maybe, maybe even 60. Maybe yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like officially, this will yeah. be episode 14 or 15. That's right. Yeah. Because we started from one after yeah. the World Cup. After the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, okay. but we look, we do it for shits and giggles, but it's a good outlet. And, uh, but we get interesting okay. people on, you know, and we get, we've had well, some that's dreams, what it is. Guess, yeah, you know, it's, it's been great. Yeah. And the hard part is all the marketing is either word of mouth or it's in the guests. Yeah. And 100%. Yeah. Whenever we get a Which guest on, you, we get you them get, to you share get a out. high profile guest and, mm. you know, um, yeah, we've seen that a couple annual, times. And you'll share this. Yeah, that's right. It, even for us, right? Our heartbeat of football official. Channels, mm. you know, are outrated by Andy's personal ones. That's a surprise. When I first came in, I go, Andy, you got to stop, yeah, doing that or start sharing this and posting this heartbeat of football. He's going, yeah, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah, he just gets it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's built them over years, right? He's yeah, got, sure. And his network's just that's right. absolutely amazing. It's immense. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We just we just live with that, and uh, when people ask us for thing, uh, I just add Andy's uh, sort yeah. of stats to ours and go. And this, is what, this is how. <laughs> 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 you know? um, uh, awesome, uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, all right. It's all, it's always good, but yeah, hats off to you guys. Keep going, and uh, thank well, you again. Appreciate best, it. Mate. No, thank you. Thanks again. Thank you very much, mate. And we'll see you soon. Are you based in Sydney or are you based somewhere else? Where are you? No, down at Campbelltown. Oh yeah, Campbelltown. Yeah, out in the sticks. Yeah, but Nathan actually does a, and this is how it kind of kicked off, right? Nathan does a show uh, on um, the Sutherland Shire Radio every Saturday night. Oh right, right. Mm. Called British Football Watch. Right? Oh okay. And yeah. we, we met in Madrid. We we're talking, and he goes, "Oh, he goes, I'll get you on one night." You know, 
Yeah. And it kind of kicked on from there. So I went in a couple of times and I said, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And we said, well, we'll use the World Cup as a catalyst. And yep. yeah, it kind of, kind of uh, happened from there organically, which is pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And the show, I don't know if um, you'd know the names, but over the years done it with like Barry Hansen, Mickey Brock, Joe Russo, some people who write mm-hmm. for Football New South Wales and uh, know people who know people. And it, it's been great. And I've always wanted to do something like this, a podcast. So when Laz yeah. said, uh, do you fancy doing this? Uh, I was all on board and it's been fantastic. We've had a blast and yeah, uh, yeah it's been brilliant. So are you still doing that other podcast, did you say? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So, so Saturday nights. Yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. nights, nine o'clock. Mm. We do a, a Premier League preview show, yeah. which leads into the other kickoff and get a couple of guys in the in-house and we broadcast it out on Southern Shire Community Radio. All right. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two double we, We'd love to have you in. We'll have to get him yeah. in to talk about Ipswich one day. Yeah. I was going to say, can we cover a League One game later? Yeah, yeah, yeah no problems <laughs> at all. All for it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll it, cover a League One uh, game and we'll, and we'll definitely do it. And, uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, do, and do you play football, Nathan? Or no? uh, not at the moment, no. Yeah. Not at the moment. Uh, no, man, also, I'm, I'm the silly one who's, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> putting up with the pain and, the, you know, trying to get everything done. Yeah. That's it. What you will notice, Laz, I can tell you, uh, yep. have you played on artificial yet? No, I have, but not. I have, like with because say, tight, say George Cox, but not so. Yeah, eight, I know it's most of the thing. Yeah. Eight or nine, eight, yeah. But it, it just the recovery is longer, man. Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. So on, we, on artificial. Yeah. So yeah. we don't play uh, on a synthetic till next Friday. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to miss that one because it's our Good Friday, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, but after that, yeah, it's pretty much all synthetic all the way after that, except for one yeah, game yeah. Har- at Harold Fraser. Yeah, right. Right that's, a, but that's, about that's, it. A, that's a bloody big field, that one. He's like, you're going to run on that one, just wide and long. He's like, it's, it's, it, it reminds it like, uh, it probably remind me of Pratt and Park. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you, yeah. You, you can lose your bearings very easily. 100%. Of where you are on the field oh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I can no, tell. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah, I can no, tell. I'm on a WhatsApp group and uh, talking about Campbelltown and uh, MacArthur Way. And the guys, and I play a summer. I play summer soccer with them at Strathfield. And they're mm-hmm. all, it's my cousin's team. They're mm-hmm. all from Kemp's Creek out at, mm-hmm. okay. you know, yep. uh, at Austral Way. And, uh, but mm. their Southern Districts doesn't have a, over 45s. Uh, Friday night comp, so they, they're going to join. They're going to join MacArthur. And they're going. You're going to come and play because I was thinking about going to play with my cousin at Kemp's yeah, Creek. Yeah. I go, mate. I was already struggling in my head to come to Kemp's Creek. Now you want me to go to MacArthur? <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, I, I spent three, four years going to uni at MacArthur, mate. Uh, uh, when there was no M5, so uh, that's, like, oh. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know. I, 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 I might play. There's an over 50s comp in the Canterbury comp, Les. I might be. Is there? I might. I might have a kick around with Elwood. I don't know. Like, Mate, in, in, in about. I had a few. I've had a few sort of heart issues. You know, I want to get things checked. Yeah, so, fair uh, enough. Chaos is giving me all clear. So that's, all good. that's okay. Mm. In in about three years, I'll join you then, mate. We'll play together on the same team again. <laughs> Okay. No uh, you know, got to crack if fifty, still, mate. If I'm still walking, mate. If I'm still walking, <laughs> I've got to. I've got to crack fifty. I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah, there sorry, yet. You're not there yet. I'm not. Oh, no, that's right. You know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, I'm not there yet. Uh, but you know, it's approaching. I can see it on the horizon, mate. Uh, 
That's it. That's no it. Oh, mate, it, take it, care. At our age, that horizon gets to us very quicker. That's it. Much quicker. Much quicker, much quicker. I know. Oh, we'll have yeah. to catch up soon for a coffee, huh? Yeah, oh. no worries, mate. All right, mate. Take care. Take care. Thank Thanks you very much again. Me, Absolute Take pleasure. You. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Great again, chat. No and uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers, mate.